Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey everyone, I am interrupting my own show to do something I've never done before. I want to ask you guys to go follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's just Janice, super simple, same name as the podcast. If you guys could take a minute too to leave a review on whatever podcast platform that you currently use, that would be super helpful. And share the podcast with your friends so that just helps get the word of God out more and encourage the hearts of people, which is my heart and reason for doing this podcast in the first place. So thanks for tuning in, and here is your next episode. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about transition because I'm pretty sure this is probably most people's life right now. Maybe it's just mine. I don't know. But I feel like I've been, especially this year, going through transition after transition after transition. It's like the unpredictability of life, which I feel like is always that way. It just seems to be super heightened during this season. And like I said, I'm sure it's the same with all of you guys too. Life just does not look like what I expected it to. And that doesn't even mean that it's a bad thing. It just Sometimes our expectations and what we think life is going to look like just doesn't turn out quite that way. So I want to talk to you guys about that, kind of share my journey of going through all of these like back-to-back transitions in my own life and really just talk about the promises and God's word and his faithfulness because honestly, that is what keeps me in perfect peace. We know that the word says that he keeps us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on him. And so when my focus is fixed on him and I'm and I'm keeping my eye on him and not looking to the right or to the left, I'm able to walk through these transitions, even though they're not easy, even though they're difficult at times, with peace, because I know that ultimately he is the one who is ordering my steps, that my life plans are mapped out, and they're in his hands, and and I trust him, I have a relationship with him, so it makes it easier, makes it better, maybe not easy, but it makes it better and I can walk through it with peace. So I'm going to read a bunch of different scriptures too and just kind of share. Um, I guess I'll start out with sharing about just kind of how this year has went for me. So obviously COVID hit earlier this year and through that I ended up being laid off for several months and during that time the Lord spoke to me that I would not be going back to my current job and I didn't know Um, which we know, like John 16, 13 tells us that the Holy Spirit shows us of things to come. So God was like prepping my heart during that time and showing me like, you're not going back. But I didn't really know what that would look like. I didn't know if I would be let go. I didn't know if God was going to, you know, put another job in my pathway, if I would be moving. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I knew that I wouldn't be going back. And then it was a few weeks later, I, I was let go of from that job. And even at that point, still didn't really know like, okay, I have had a handful of jobs in the past and every time I've ever left a job, it's because a better opportunity came along, a job with better pay or whatever. And so that's been like my transition. I've known, I've been like, 
I've known ahead of time, like, okay, I'm leaving this job because I'm going here now or whatever. And this was like a little unsettling for me, even though I knew like God had prepped me and he had told me that I wouldn't be going back. I still was like, why though? Where am I? What am I doing next? Like what's happening? And during that time of being let go, there was a, there was a gap of probably like a month of really not knowing like what was happening. And I had several people, people prophesy over me that I would be working with kids. And if you guys know me at all or follow my journey at all, you know that I just got done doing a long-term substitute teaching position for first grade. And I absolutely loved it and am actually very sad that it's over. It was such an incredible experience. But that time in between of like really having to press into the Lord and being like, what is happening? What are you doing? Where are you taking me next? And just that piece of like knowing like he's got it. Like he he's good. I trust him. I know that he's my provider. He is always taking care of me. He always will. And so I will lack nothing and having that confidence, but then also those questions of like, what's this going to look like? And then through a, a series of events, I end up landing this position at the elementary school here in my hometown, which was great to be able to work back in town here. And like I said, people did prophesy that I would be working with kids but I kind of filtered that through my own mind and didn't really seek the Lord about it, to be honest. I was just like, children's ministry? Like, I don't know, maybe down the road at some point. I'm running a women's ministry now with my best friend. I definitely am not taking on another ministry. And so I totally filtered that through like, oh, I'm going to be working with kids. That's going to be like a children's ministry. Well, not exactly. I ended up working at an elementary school. So it was a really cool experience. And even like through that, though, during the last several weeks of doing that class, so many different transitions came up. So obviously I had a completely different career change. I was working in an accounting department at a factory that um, makes brake rotors for Honda to being a first grade teacher. Like what talk about night and day difference with even environment and all, everything about it. Totally different. And even the so I transitioned into that. And even during this time of teaching, I've had so many transitions, so many transitions of kids. Like I've had new kids come. I've had kids move. I had um, kids switch from choosing to learn virtually to in person and then vice versa. And then just a few weeks ago before my official time in the classroom was up, we were told starting tomorrow. We were told at 1.30 in the afternoon, starting tomorrow, your kids are going to be completely virtual. We're not having in-person learning until whenever it ends up being the end of the month. And so that was a transition, transitioning the kids into that. And then me transitioning into all virtual teaching. And so it's been, I feel like this year for me has been like transition after transition after transition. It's like nothing stays the same. Oh my gosh, where's the consistency? And I love that regardless of what my life looks like and how crazy it is and from day to day, and I might think that today is going to, like, I have these plans for what's going to happen today and then they get changed or disrupted or whatever, that God is constant. He never changes. We know that the word says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is our foundation. And so I love that. And we know, like, the parable of the wise builder, that his foundation, it didn't matter that the storms came and the winds the winds came and the storms raged and all of that, like that person who has built their solid foundation, which is on the word of God. We know that the foundation um, that's talked about in that parable 
the foundation is built by reading and applying the word of God, like knowing and applying the word of God. And so because of that, that person, it didn't matter like what was coming against them, they were still able to stand. And so that's, that's how I want my life to be built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, on his word and on my relationship with him. So then it doesn't really matter. Like if things change or I'm told, Hey, you can't leave your house for a month because we're all quarantined or whatever. Like I'm okay because my foundation is in him. I can stay in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on him. My focus is stayed on him. And so I want to read you guys a few scriptures that are just so encouraging. Maybe if you're going through a season of transition. And I know for me, I definitely don't feel like the transitioning is over. Like the, um, the teacher that I was covering for is now back in the classroom. And so we're kind of doing a little bit of an overlap week. And then like my position is going to look different until March when the plan is that I'll be covering for another maternity leave. So it's like a lot of transitions are happening right now again in my life. And I really feel like God has been showing me like it's not done. Like the transitions aren't done. And I I think that's life in general. Like life changes. Things look different in different seasons. God is a God of seasons. His word shows us that all the time. Ecclesiastes that there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. We live our life in seasons. But I feel like for me during this season of my life that God has a lot of different things that he's going to be doing. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm along for the ride. But I love, I love his word. And, and it just gives me confidence that maybe I don't need to know everything, even though sometimes I want to. I think sometimes I'm glad that God doesn't show me everything because I think it would overwhelm me. And I just need to know, what do you want me to do today? And so um, the word even talks about that, about not worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own sufficient for today or for today or today's troubles or whatever. And so just like, okay, God, I want to focus on today. I don't want to get so caught up in like, what's tomorrow? What's next? What's next month? What do you have for me um, in six months from now? Not that having plans are a bad thing, but I think we lose sight of today when we're so focused on tomorrow. So I'm going to read, like I said, like five times now, I'm going to read some scriptures um, just to encourage your heart. If you're going through a season of transition, because if you're not right now, you will be eventually because that's just life. So one of my favorite verses is Romans 8, 28. It says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So I love that because it promises that God, that God promises to work things together for our good. So if you're in a crazy transition season or you're just not really sure what's going on or things don't seem to work out be working out like you thought they would be or whatever you can stand in confidence knowing that God promises to work all things together for your good so whether you're going through something that's difficult or you're not right now God is working everything out in your life for your good and so you can have confidence in that no matter what is happening in your life then I'm going to read Psalms 37 23 I got to flip back here in my Bible. Psalms 37:23. You can probably hear my pages turning as I'm getting there. Okay. One more page, Janice. Psalms 37:23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. I love that, that God promises that he orders our steps, that he has a path that's laid out before us. We know that the word says that 
his word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. And I love that. And I heard someone teaching on that somewhat recently. And they were like, God's word shows us where we're standing and it shows us where we're going. And I love that. I love that God promises to order our steps when we're in relationship with him. We can just trust and have confidence that he's leading us and showing us what's next. And if he's only showing you what's, you know, the next two steps in front of you, that means you only need to know what the next two steps are. You don't need to know what the next five are or whatever. So I just love that. I love that God promises to order our steps and that he's always with us, that he goes before us, that he hems us in behind, he surrounds us, he's within us. So such confidence in just knowing that we're never alone on this journey of life. He puts awesome people in our path, but even more important than that, he is always with us. And as we're navigating through life, that is a good thing. And then I'm going to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm going to read it in the New King James, which is my study Bible version, but I'm also going to read it in the Passion because it's the Passion Translation and I love the Passion Translation. So three, five, and six in the King James says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And then in the Passion, it says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. I love that so much. I love that that our job is just to trust him, to trust him with all of our heart, and that's a big one. Like it's Sometimes it's easy to trust God in some, like with some things in certain areas of our lives, but to trust him with everything, with all of our heart, to not reserve any to not like hold anything back, to trust him with everything within us and not lean on our own understanding. That's the biggest one. I don't know if any of you are overthinkers, which I can tend to be. Um, that's something that God has really been working on me. And it's like, if I haven't shown you something or whatever, like don't overanalyze everything. Cause I, I can, I want to know every angle from everything. I'm, and, um, cause God's like, just rest, trust me. Don't lean on your own understanding because we automatically are going to filter that through our own experiences or just even what we think. And most times, at least in my life, I don't know about yours, most times what I think, what I think it is or whatever is not completely accurate, like a situation or even someone else's approach to a situation or the way someone else is communicating. Like I filter that through my experiences and how I would communicate and sometimes it's like that has could not be further from reality so not leaning on our own understanding and I love that we have the Holy Spirit as a guide we can ask for wisdom the book of James says that if we lack wisdom to ask and he will give it liberally he promises so to not lean on our own understanding that's a big one especially for like I said someone like me who likes to overthink things or overanalyze um you can just rest and then it says in all your ways acknowledge him so everything we go through, every decision we make to acknowledge him, to say, God, what is your heart in this matter? God, do you want me to go this way? Can't, should I do this? Should I do that? Or whatever. And so like, even with the substitute teaching position, even though I had people prophesying, like, you're going to be working with kids, to be honest, I completely forgot that the, those words had been spoken to me until after I was in the classroom, which sounds crazy. But like I said, it's because I filtered it through my own idea of what I thought that that meant, which was to me running a children's ministry, which I, I thought maybe like down the road 10 years from now or something. I don't know. 
Like, I could see that. I love kids. I love teaching. So it made sense. But I did not see myself working for public school and that that actually was the reality of what those words were. And so acknowledging him as I was being offered the job position and everything, it was like, I was very prayerful about it. Like, God, I'm not moving unless I have your peace on this, unless I hear from you. And I know that this is what you want me to do. And he, and he did, he did show me like, yeah, green light, like, go ahead, girl, do it. And then, so it says in all your ways, acknowledge him. So that's my prayer for you, that if you're facing big decisions or small decisions, that you are acknowledging God in those decisions. And then the promises that he will direct your path. So you can trust that you are where God wants you. I've heard this preached so much lately. It's like people that are so like adamant, I guess, that, and just like even nervous about like, I don't want to mess up God's will. I don't want to, I don't want to make the wrong decision. What if I make the wrong decision? And then like, I end up doing something that I shouldn't do, or I say yes to something I shouldn't or whatever. Like, I think it's so important to remember that there is grace for that. And also the scriptures like say to be anxious for nothing. And we can really like work ourselves up to a tizzy about things. And it's like, The word of God promises that his sheep know his voice and another voice they will not follow. And if you're a follower of Christ, you're his sheep. He's a shepherd and he's guiding you. And so you have the awesome privilege of spending time with him and praying about it. Like I've had some major life decisions that I've had to make. And every time I'm like seeking the Lord about it or whatever, he is so faithful. He's not hiding himself from us. He wants to reveal his plans to us. And when we seek him, we'll find him. When we seek him, we will find him. The word promises that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And, and that doesn't always have to look like, I don't know. I think sometimes we get this impression like, okay, I got to seek the Lord. That means I need to fast and pray for 45 days. And then like buy a sackcloth so that I can put ashes on my forehead, sit in a sackcloth. And then like somehow, some way I'm going to like hear from God. But the reality is that when Jesus died on the cross, you guys Go back and read this and remind yourself that when he died on the cross, that veil was torn in two in the temple. And that veil represented a separation from the Holy of Holies. We know that in the Holy of Holies, only the high priest could enter that place where the presence of God was. And only once a year and only under extreme circumstances, like he had to be ceremonially clean so much like rules and regulations and things went into that. And like, if anything was off, like he could literally enter the presence of God and die. So that sounds extremely morbid, but that was reality. And when Jesus died, that veil was torn in two, just representing that we have access to God of the universe. Now, every person who is born again, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Like that just wrecks me. Rex me, Rex me, which I love that phrase because I use it all the time and my spiritual mama um, has started using it lately and it's hilarious because she's like, oh my gosh, now I'm always saying that Rex me, but it does, it like, it wrecks me to think like the dunamis power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ lives inside of me and then it, it makes me sober to think like, what am I doing with that power? Am I praying for the sick and seeing them healed? Am I raising the dead? Am I casting out demons? Like the reality is most of the time that answer is no. But knowing that the spirit of the living God lives inside of me, that should change how I live my life. I was going to say how I talk and how I pray and everything, but really the entire scope of my life and knowing 
that we have access to that Holy of Holies, to that intimate place with God. And it doesn't, it's not in the temple, which you could translate that to say that's not in the church. (laughs) Like, I think sometimes we think like, okay, I have to have my pastor with me. I have to be at the church and get prayer and all that, which, yeah, those things are great. Thank God for pastors and leaders and brothers and sisters in Christ. But I want to encourage you and remind you that you have access to God in your living room. You have access to God in your shower. I'm telling you, God talks to me in the shower probably more than he talks to me most places. And I'm not really sure why that is, but it's reality. He talks to you in his car. He talks to you when you're flipping eggs in your kitchen, like whatever, like God is accessible anywhere at any time. Like he never sleeps. He never slumbers. And he is so wanting to have that relationship with us where we can just come before him. And we know in Hebrews, it talks about entering that we can go before his throne with boldness and confidence. Like we don't have to like beg God or I don't know. It's just, I just see this image in my mind of like his throne room and like his people that are like almost like intimidated to even like go before him. But Hebrews tells us to to go before him with boldness. Like we have confidence because we have a relationship with him and he's our heavenly father and our best friend. And, and, um, yes, he's holy and he's matchless and he's mighty and awesome and majestic and all of those things. But God, tore, God is the one that tore that veil in two because he wants us to have intimacy with him. And even my comment about like pastors, I think it's so important to not put pressure on your pastors to be your middleman. And that's something my best friend and I have been talking about the last few weeks is like that middleman mentality. And both of us try very hard or we're very passionate about like reminding people that like you can go directly to God. You don't need me. And I want to be careful when I say that because we do need each other. We, it's important to come together, to pray together. Like there's power in unity. There's power in numbers. But you don't have to call me and say, hey, like, be my middleman for to God for me or whatever. Like, you can pray for people just as effectively as I can pray for people. You can seek the Lord and go directly to him yourself. And obviously there is important aspects of that, such as not harboring unforgiveness. And um, we know that the word says to make sure that we're not holding things against each other. And, and there is important aspects of that. And maybe someday I'll cover, do like a podcast on prayer because there is certain, like, I want to say requirements or prereqs or whatever regarding prayer. We have to forgive people. We cannot be walking in unforgiveness and bitterness and, and um, we have to be in relationship with God. And so anyway, but just not making someone else, your middleman, that Jesus is our high priest. We don't have to have a priest or someone as a go-between, like Jesus is our mediator to God the Father. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father right now making intercession for you. Like Jesus actually prays for you. And I think that that's such a beautiful thing. So, um, okay. So to recap the whole, (laughs) this whole message basically really was just to encourage your heart that God is ordering your steps, that he cares about the path that you are taking the path that you're on. He cares about every detail of your life. He wants to be involved. The word says he's intimately acquainted with all of our ways. And he designed that. He wanted that. Like, thank you, Jesus, that you made a way for us to be able to experience intimacy with you. And that we don't need the middleman anymore. And that as we're walking through transitions, we can we can walk it out with the Lord. We can hear from him and just 
You know, sometimes he may show you, like the word says, he shows us of things to come. Sometimes it's a timing thing. Sometimes it's like, it's, yeah, he's just showing you something and the time is not right yet or whatever, but just, you have to have that, that dialogue with him, that communication with him so that you can know. And that's not to like put pressure, like, oh my gosh, I have to hear from God. And it's just to, it's to give you confidence that God is communicating, that he wants you to hear from him. And I pray like if you are not hearing from God, if you don't have that type of a relationship with God, I pray and I'm believing that you will and that you that you'll just be confident in, in that relationship with him because we need that. I mean, this world is crazy. Life is crazy sometimes. And being able to have a relationship with the God of the universe, I don't know. I don't know how people do life without it. To be honest, sometimes I think about that and I'm like, I don't know how people get through the madness of this crazy world and life in general, even outside of a pandemic (laughs) without a relationship with God is like, seriously, the best decision I ever made in my life was to give my life to him. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. And, um, yeah, if you guys ever want to reach out and talk to me, I would love that. I love talking about God's word. I love encouraging people. So I would love that you guys can reach out to me on social media and yeah, it'd be great. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to jump on this podcast today. God, to encourage the hearts of your people. Lord, and I pray that every person listening to this episode, God, that you would strengthen them in their inner man. Lord, that you would give them confidence and boldness, God, to come before you. God, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of your people, that they would begin hearing you like they have never heard you before. God, I pray for that for myself too. God, that I would hear you like I have never heard you before. God, I pray that you would fill our hearts with hunger for your word, hunger to know you. God, to know you, to know your word, to hear your word and apply it. God, that our foundation would be firm, that we would have a good foundation that we are standing on. And then when those waves and those winds come, God, that we would stay standing We would stay confident in you, Lord. I pray that our focus would stay fixed on you, that our mind would stay fixed on you, Lord. And that I thank you that when we do that, you promise to give us perfect peace. And we need that. We need that in this crazy world that we're living in. God, I thank you that you order our steps. I thank you that you work all things together for our good. I thank you that you show us of things to come. You've given us your Holy Spirit. God, I just declare that we are trusting you with all of our heart that we're not leaning on our own understanding, that we're acknowledging you in all of our ways. And God, I thank you that you are directing our paths. In Jesus' name, amen.